let's say you're in a hotel. Yeah. She comes in, she knocks, you open the door. She comes in, you pay her money. Of course. And then she always excuses herself to go to the bathroom. And then she counts the money. Well, they're saying, so, so then somebody said, well, why does she go to the bathroom? And then if there were a few responses, counting the money, making sure it's all there is one response. Another is that she's texting or calling someone to say that she got there safely. Okay. But a third response was she was cleaning herself out from the last guy. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. And Keith, my co-host, sitting across the table from me is Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello, Keith. So we have a little bit of a race against the clock here. There's an air show, and I think it's going to start in just about an hour. So hopefully it doesn't mess up our recording. He's nodding in agreement. I have a joke for you. It's one of these jokes that like, I think is better if you read it and if you hear it, but I'm, I'm going to try. You ready? Yeah. Okay. What's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody pays $100 to let a garbanzo bean on their face. Uh, I get it. Mm -hmm. I saw, I, uh, I saw a TikTok <laughs> on point. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, it was a girl who she ran into a guy that she'd, had a one night stand with, and uh -huh. he, he didn't seem to recognize her. Where did she run into him? Maybe it's not important. I'm not remembering the details, okay. but the important thing about it is that she, maybe it was a comedian, so it might've been a fake story, but let's assume it's real. Yeah. Uh, she was sort of frustrated because she's like, I drank a cup of your pee. Why? Must've been his fetish or something. Yeah. Would you want someone to drink a cup of your pee? No. Also, a cup seems like a lot of volume. Well, maybe it's not. It's a lot. I actually don't know what my average. She probably no, meant. I bet it's not that much. Like if you like go to a bar and have like two pints of beer and then you go to pee. Oh, you mean to output? I thought you meant it's a lot to input. I mean, drinking a cup of pee would be a drag. <laughs> well, I was thinking of a cup as eight fluid ounces. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's a material amount. Yeah, but could you produce a cup? Yeah, I'm sure you could. In fact, yeah, I know sure. you can because I peed in like a, as I'm sure you have too, in like I used or an empty. Uh, yes bottle like my there have been situations bottle. where i've wished the bottle was larger yeah so i think i've filled up maybe a pint bottle i, don't I think i could yeah yeah so um are you aware of this cheating scandal in the uh chess community why yes i am okay so there's some you probably know more about this than me there's some because you're a fairly talented chess player yourself. no i'm not I'm a okay you are okay mediocre in, 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 intermediate chess talent player. And well practiced, I guess, are divergent a little yeah. bit. But all right, yeah. I'm okay, aware. whatever. You're you're a you're a ninety fifth percentile. That's plus probably right. Chess player. All right. Um, there's some guy who's really good, but he's not as good as the guy who's the best. Right. And they played each other, and the guy who's the best walked away from the table, and he didn't say why. But the speculation is he thinks that this other young up and comer was cheating, and. We're, we're going to get to something sex related here, dear listeners, don't worry. <laughs> and uh, the way he was cheating is he was somehow having a computer assist him. Now, how would you have a computer assist you if you're sitting across the table from someone and it's on television? Right. I mean, normally, I mean, to be clear, uh, there, I don't want to slander the guy. There, uh, <clears throat> there's no, like nobody knows. Uh, so these, you know, innocent until proven guilty. So the presumption remains that he did not cheat. However, there I don't this... know if the presumption does remain. I think there have been people who have studied his moves and his moves from previous matches, and they appear to demonstrate some pattern that 
seems unlikely for a human to execute. Yeah, people what people want though is some kind of a uh, some something stronger evidence than that. Before sure, they're willing to convict him. Uh, of course, when they when people cheat online, there are other mecha- mechanisms they use, and that's sort of a well known more well known area to find cheating. So anyway, yeah, there's this issue of how someone would do it, and the proposed method would be <laughs> that. There's somebody watching the game as it goes along with a phone that then with their phone, they're able to signal a message to the person playing sitting in front of the table. And then the proposed thought that people had is maybe uh, it would be signaled through a butt plug. Yes. And so importantly, <laughs> somebody actually, uh, some innovative technologist created a butt plug shaped very small computer. They could, in fact, do this and vibrate. Oh, he demonstrated that this was possible. Yes, vibrate the moves. And there was some debate about whether... It sends him the moves through Morse code or something. It was simpler than that. It was basically just, uh, you know, one buzz is a pawn, one, two buzzes yeah, sure. is a rook, that kind of thing, and then the number, you know, where, where you okay. move the piece to. Um, and there was some debate about whether the butt plug-shaped device was too big to fit in a butt, but I think that most people would be able to fit that in. Uh, and also it could be miniaturized a lot more. There was some question as to whether this is an area where a woman would have a natural advantage. Why? She has an extra orifice. Oh. Uh, hmm. So she could put it somewhere else. And then I was sort of wondering whether, <laughs> let's say you did want to cheat at some event like this. And let's say that- Do you need more throughput? Like would having two devices, one in each orifice? This is a great question. Right, I mean, could you, what, what type, like, first of all, do you think that you could detect in a useful way, buzzing through a butt plug. And I, neither of us is able to opine on a vaginal uh, device. Um, um, you know, for a while, I think cell phones, you could change the strength of the vibrating motor. Okay. I don't think I can on my, I have a Pixel 6 Pro. Can you on your iPhone? You have an Android phone? I do. So that means that when you text young women, you are a green <laughs> text, not a blue yes. text. Yes, and that's some, not, some have been disappointed. Yeah, that's not what And they've they been want. further disappointed when I go in my rant about why they're the ones who yeah. should be ashamed. But in any case... Uh, I don't think I can change the vibration power, no. Okay. But but surely there are motors that could. Sure. Yeah. And if they vibrate weakly enough, it probably cannot be detected. Well, the question is... A I'm, not, I'm, not asking whether a third, party. I'm not asking whether a third party could detect it. I'm asking whether you think you could productively get information out of it. Like, do you think if something was up your butt vibrating, you could get information out of it? Or like, in other words, does it have to be in contact with the anus or? Uh, no, it can be just pressed up against the, the wall. You think you would feel that? What is the bottom part of the colon called again? We've, we've been the rectum. This. Okay. I think it could go up against the rectal wall. And you would wall. feel that? You think? I think so. Okay. I don't really care enough to find out, but yeah. I do think so. Yes. I mean, in almost all cases, I mean, they always make a big deal, a really big deal, actually, in any sort of sex education forum that you should use an anal plug or a anal dildo that has a uh, flared base so it doesn't get stuck inside. This is the opposite of that, right? This is something you want to get stuck inside. So I actually think there's right. not a whole lot of, uh, this is not something that's been heavily researched, sticking something fully up your butt and then seeing how effectively you can measure. Now, I assume you would feel it pretty well through your prostate as a man. Maybe a man has an advantage over a woman because of that prostate in there. I don't... Yeah. I think that's actually not an issue. The issue is making it undetectable. It needs to vibrate pretty mildly. 
Okay. So you if there's would... any suspicion, like it can't make you shake at all. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. <laughs> you have to make sure it's you have to make sure it's not arousing you. Yeah. Some various issues. All right, let's move on. Um, all right, there were a few things from your episode with Eric that I'm obliged to litigate. Uh, the first is <laughs> a, a grammatical point. Uh, yeah, I think Eric's right that you cannot collectively bargain between two single parties. Right. So you, you one should. of the parties needs to be at least at least one of the parties needs to be more than one. Could I make an argument that the joke is in the exaggeration? Yes. That was part of, I, I discussed it with him before the show. and uh, I think it would be required that I knew that before. So you didn't, you were just, it was a malapropism. I don't know. I don't think I thought about it. I, I think I thought that negotiate, a collective bargain, bargaining was a more like legal form of negotiating or something. Oh, okay. You misunderstood the term collective bargaining. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. But, and then I got lucky that it basically works. Yeah. Well, it works some. It works for everybody except for people who are extremely well-read. Or very INTJ. Sure. Or Myers-Briggs. Although those is. overlap yes. quite a bit. Okay. Next, uh, I also agree with Eric oh. that my read on the seeking arrangement young lady may have been a little bit unfair. Although, so Eric's argument was her photos were not professional enough to strongly imply that she was Instagram. Obsessed. So this is a very attract or we, everybody agrees. She's very attractive. Yes. Uh, the question is, is she like an eight, nine or 10? I Eric guess. said nine. He said nine. So fine. Nine or 10. Yeah. Uh, the photos are in the show notes from the last episode, episode 86. Yeah. There was the some, there was some icky moments around discussing this person's age, but right. To be clear, we stipulated that everything we said doesn't apply if, She's underage. Yes, if she's under 18, she's absolutely revolting and not interested at all. That's yeah. right. That goes without saying. Okay. So you didn't see so you no longer think that she's an Instagram model. You think she's No, I still think that she is likely very obsessed with the way that she presents in the world. I think she might be sort of pre vain. Like she's gonna get there. She's not quite there yet. Um I agree that she doesn't yet have a professional looking vibe to her uh, myriad selfies, but I think it's coming. Okay. Um, yeah. It's like, she hasn't been exposed to like, maybe she goes to a small school or she doesn't have friends that are like telling her like, Oh, you need to uh, bend your right leg when you're having photos taken of you. So that's at an angle and turn your hips in this way. There's various things. That, Is this a thing that women, discuss? there are things that are well known about like how to pose for photos. And I think she just hasn't had the coaching yet. Okay. I, I do notice often that women will pose with one foot sort of in front of the other, mm -hmm. but I always interpret that as like trying to hide her crotch area. Is there some other reason? <laughs> No, I think there's there's that some is the reason? there's some way. No, that is not the reason. Okay. There is some way that you can angle your body or legs so as to maximize looking skinny or okay. looking a certain way. I don't know what the exact reason is, but so no, there is some like generic advice about how to stand for photos. So you don't think women are typically self consciously hiding their their crotch from me? No. Okay. I don't think they think about that at all because there's ever, nothing there to hide. It's smooth. Have, well, yeah, but guys are turned on by the lack of something. They must know that. I think so. But uh, 
they may not. I mean, sure, intellectually, if you ask them, like, are you aware that like men stare at your crotch sometimes, they would say yes. But I'm not sure that as part of their minute by minute existence, they're feeling like it may be being looked at. So I think we may have discussed this one before, too, but I've noticed uh, some percentage of the time I'll be sitting across from a woman. It doesn't really matter the age, but let's say she's wearing one of these outfits where uh, she has like kind of a jacket or like a half jacket on that mm-hmm. could or could not cover her breasts, depending on how carefully she pulls it around yep. her, her front. Mm-hmm. And of course, her breasts aren't exposed, but they're much more exposed unless she pulls it around. And I've noticed that even if I'm not looking at them in conversation or if I'm sort of looking in her direction, women will kind of subconsciously or without... They'll, they'll, they'll sort of pull the, the clothing closed across their chest. Have you noticed women doing this? Maybe no, it's just me. I, know, I noticed the opposite. No, yes, open. of course. I mean, I think when women are feeling vulnerable or exposed in a situation where they don't want to be, they'll button up a little. But I'm not saying buttoning it up. I'm saying they just, it's like they, and sometimes they'll do it repeatedly as if like they're, you know, uh, slightly opens a little and then they keep reclosing it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I've noticed women, like if they're in a low cut dress or in a bikini, they'll often like sort of like rearrange themselves yeah, yeah. to try to like make themselves more modest. And it's like, well, why are you, like what is, what's the goal here? There's like some perfect amount of modesty, I guess, that they're yes. trying to, some needle they're trying to thread. And of course, guys like it. Anytime a woman interacts with her own breasts yeah, yeah. or crotch area. And then yeah, like the that. problem is in, in the effort to be more modest, they're drawing attention. Yeah, they never, they pull it up, typically not down yeah. the chest part. Yeah. Okay, the last thing here was, Eric says he uses his right hand to masturbate, even though he's left-handed. It, interestingly, he was uh, a little unclear on that point, right? He, <laughs> you think a guy would be really, really... Yeah, dead set clear on what yeah. hand he's to masturbate, but it was a little actually. I, I so it was a little unclear. You, you you think it was his right hand? Well, okay, it is much better to use your left hand because you can use the mouse with your right hand. But a left-handed person could, which you are, could uh-huh. use their left hand on the mouse. Oh, maybe he uses a left-handed. I mouse. asked him that, and he said no. He uses his right hand on the mouse. So the whole, I think I just dropped it because it was getting boring. Yeah, like my I. Uh, I just don't understand why a left-handed person would try to train themselves to masturbate right-handed. Right. I don't under- Yeah. I mean, I am a right-handed person and I've had to, had to like, well, I think we've discussed. Yeah. You were injured before. or something. You broke your wrist. Right? Well, no, it's not just that. Like I actually, when I'm masturbating in front of a computer, I use my left hand, but when I'm actually like having sex with a person, I use my right hand. Yeah. And there is a meaningful difference in feel between the two to me. Okay. <laughs> Which do you prefer? I think the left hand is, uh, I think, <laughs> I think the left hand is more stimulating. Okay. Like for some reason, like it, uh, yeah, I don't know. It stimulates me a little bit more. Uh, and so that's more useful in a masturbation situation. Whereas in a, yeah, you aren't necessarily trying to get yourself to orgasm as fast as, or not as fast, quickly when having sex. Yeah. I haven't paid attention to, I think I always use my left. Okay. I just even have more control. Partner, I'm left-handed. Even in a partnered situation. Yeah. But if I wanted to like lower stimulation, I could with my left, I don't need to like, impose a you know handicap by using my right yeah i don't know it's uh, i mean it's look this is surely this is 100 percent because of the fact that when i learned to masturbate i did it right-handed and then yes with the mouse you start to do it more and more with your left hand and so i, I, I yeah. developed a habit which i think is undiscussed but common among men yeah right-handed yeah i i would guess that many right-handed men are at least 
competent with their left hand in yeah. a way that left-handed men would not be competent with their right hand, which That's is right. why I was surprised to hear that Eric prefers his right hand. All right, next. Uh, there was some thread on the Sure Lifestyle Forum subreddit this week about like average allowances or yeah this is a this is a data packed thread that i haven't looked at it yet i, I hope you have yeah i distilled the, the um, results to something for, we'll for the, me and our listeners here link to this into the show notes and i people that are interested in this topic generally i don't know the average income wealth etc of our listener base i hope it's high for your own benefit we um, should we should say what this is first okay yeah. so uh, the Sugar Lifestyle Forum subreddit is a subreddit for people who engage mostly using this website called Seeking.com, which is what which lines up sugar daddies to sugar babies. Uh, usually, this is older men uh, paying younger women for their time. Um, uh, usually, there is uh, sex involved, and it's a little bit different from prostitution in that. They'll go out to dinner and that, you know, some sort of varying degrees of seriousness and relationships develop. Uh, and this thread was talking about what sort of comp uh, compensation these young women receive. Is that inaccurate? That's right. And yeah. the, the reason why the forum does it this way is, is that they wanted to stop. Uh, if if they, they, they actually ban individual posts from discussing compensation because that's all that would happen on the thread right, on the, right, on the right. forum if they did that. So right. they actually block those and then have like a quarterly or some. Yes. Periodic so it's report. rare to get insight into the actual finances. That's of right. The average arrangement. So a couple of findings that I, I think are interesting, of course, there's, you know, there's a bunch of other sort of demographic information, like the average ages, the ages are kind of obvious. The girls are going, women are going to be from 18 to 35. I'm going to guess it's more, the, more in the twenties and the high teens than the thirties. The men, maybe 30 to 65, 70. Yeah. Um, an interest, another interesting thing, the, uh, so people are either doing an allowance, which is like a monthly amount, or pay per meet, which is basically what like paying an escort. Interestingly, the amounts that they're paid, letting the motorcycle go past, yeah. the amounts they're paid, uh, <clears throat> don't really depend that much on the geography where they are. That surprises It me. is. And maybe the people are lying. I mean, this is like an honor system thing, although right. a lot of data. So, I mean, there are people from India, Mexico, uh, Middle East, uh, Morocco, South Africa, but typically it lines up around, around say two to three thousand, one to say one to three thousand, but really two to three thousand dollars a month or three, four or five hundred dollars a meat. Okay. Um, which probably winds up being about the same, I'm guessing, because I think that uh, these people are probably meeting up between four and six times a month, regardless. There's also some information there about uh, whether it's exclusive. Of course, meaning exclusive meaning, and we were discussing this before the show, a little unclear if it's the right. man who's exclusive or the woman. I'm assuming it always means the woman because <laughs> that's where the action is. Right. Uh, sex, sex takes place in the vagina, yeah. ultimately. Um, that's where sex happens. So the, uh, but uh, uh, maybe s roughly half of them are exclusive, which is a little bit surprising. Uh, so, I mean, there's, uh, my basic takeaway on this is like, that's just not very much money. How much is it? I said it's oh. two or $3,000 a month. 
okay. or between three to five hundred dollars pay per meet is the typical amount. Typical amount, and, and geograph geographically, it's kind of the same no matter where you are. Three to five hundred per meet. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those numbers basically, if you meet, you know, four times a month, you, you get to. Two thousand two grand. So yeah, there's no difference between you. You don't get a bulk discount, basically. Well, yeah, I think you get you might a bit because maybe the five hundred. Uh, there are a few by by the way outliers where somebody says they're getting ten thousand dollars a month. And yeah, yeah, getting a thousand dollar paper. Yeah, you want to look at the median here. Yeah. Get, yeah, I mean the thing I think is interesting is this compares very favorably with the typical numbers you would see on an escort website, where it might be seven, eight hundred dollars, six hundred dollars for pretty attractive women, young women, and. My guess is that women are willing to take a substantial cut here because of the fact that they're they're just having the same guy. You know, it's there's cons- consistency, and they're not having to basically constantly. Uh, or they don't know what they're doing. If they're on this forum posting, uh, you know, posting. That's true. In fact, in some on some level, I would think these would be on the higher end. That was one of the thoughts I had when reading this. Yeah. Is that the less informed ones would, would probably be. Or if they were embarrassed, they might not. That could be. Add their numbers to the survey. That could be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, generally, like, I, I think um, it just basically goes to say, I don't, I mean, there are probably, there's several hundred responses, not, well, maybe, maybe a couple hundred responses, not that many. Of course, these are only the people on this subreddit, but it surprises yeah. me that, this, that the, there aren't more people in these kinds of arrangements, given, I mean, we're only talking like, say, $35,000 a year. Um, that's for a working professional man. It's not actually that expensive. Right. And a lot of the ickiness factors with prostitution, the transactional nature, the worry that she slept with 10 other Johns this week or more. Well, it's like I was I was uh, reading a thread uh, the other day, which was about uh, how what exactly happens when you hire an escort or a prostitute. And, 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 and what they were saying is that she comes into your hotel room or wherever you are. Let's say you're in a hotel. Yeah. She comes in, she knocks, you open the door, she comes in, you pay her money. Of course. And then she always excuses herself to go to the bathroom. And then she counts the money. Well, they're saying, so, so then somebody said, well, why does she go to the bathroom? And then if there were a few responses, counting the money, making sure it's all there is one response. Another is that she's texting or calling someone to say that she got there safely. Okay. But a third response was she was cleaning herself out from the last guy. <laughs> And these are the kinds of things that using a sugar oh. lifestyle type situation would, would really mitigate. You up, yeah. yeah, I mean, because it really is a mutually beneficial situation. I mean, the woman, everybody benefits. Yeah. Yeah. If she doesn't want to be doing that. I then, think you know. women take more risk in sugar relationships than they should. What do you or, mean by Well, that? than they stereotypically do, I guess. I think that, yeah, I just think that when you line up a much older man who ostensibly is wealthy with a much younger woman who, you know, has decided to become, you know, what could be strongly argued as a sex worker. You just create an asymmetry in power there that is, that can lead to situations that are dangerous. And they, you know, it could just be, the man just is entitled and is demanding, right? On the low end. And then on the high end, you can get, you know, just the issues that, that escorts have, which is, you know, I got to the hotel room or like worse, I got to his house, right? And then 
you know, I couldn't leave or he stood in front of the door or whatever. I don't need to like finish the thought here. But yeah, I think there's some risk that is mitigated a little bit in an arrangement situation versus outright prostitution. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to like quantify that risk for, for each. I would think the biggest risk for the woman is taking her most attractive years and not using them to find a life partner. And then why couldn't she do that in parallel? I think it would be difficult. I think most emotionally or pragmatically or pragmatically. I think there aren't that many, I think both actual reasonable, eligible men that would be her age that would be willing to tolerate that. They'd say, well, what, you know, yeah, actually reasonable people. It's like, what am I going to tell our kids? Could you make an argument that, the most thoughtful man would totally be able to understand it and that it might actually filter out dopes. I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would make that argument either. But yeah. I think the culture, I can imagine culture, somebody making that argument. Yeah. There's a reason why the culture is set up the way it is. Yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. difficult. It's, yeah. It just isn't like conducive to having like to actually like forming a family. Yeah. Being like, Oh, well, you know, I used to be a sugar baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can make an and argument, dad. and indeed, I think I have made the argument that it's highly rational for attractive young women to be sugar babies, and so yeah, except, yeah, that's why the, I think that's right. With the caveat that if there, it depends on what your goals are. Yeah. If their goal is to find a guy and settle down and have a family, then it might not be the best strategy. Yeah, I just think I would be almost conceptually not interested. But this is hard to say. I think a lot of women would secretly shame this kind of behavior. I'm trying to think if I could get along with a woman who would be like that. Who would secretly shame it? Yeah, who would... Like a woman who doesn't approve of sex work or has thinks it has some sort of... I mean, everyone acknowledges it. it has a stigma. Who actually thinks that it should. I'm not sure. It's complicated because there's a connection between this and just an older man, younger woman, just dating right. because it's not actually any different. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if she starts living at your apartment and you live in some high rise on the Upper East side of Manhattan, she's basically living rent free, a place that's quite expensive, so on and so forth. And so there's yeah. a set of things that, you know, right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, hmm. There are a lot of threads from Reddit that we have been accumulating here. I don't know where to start. Um, this one's good because it's kind of short. Uh, this person asks, men, what's the best way to subtly hint that we want to sleep with you? So I have this guy friend and I'm extremely sexually attracted to him, but he's just a, for now a friend. We're in the same master's course and I never see him much outside of that, but I can't get him out of my head. I've never had sex with a man outside of the ones I've met on dating apps, so I Really fear rejection and making things awkward with someone who I have to spend a year with. Help, LOL. Um, and then the first comment sort of like yes ands this in a way that I want to use to make my point. All right, this person says, many, many years ago when I was a teen, my sister had a friend sleepover. My sister went to bed and her friend stayed up with me. We talked till five in the morning. When she came to sit with me in a tiny nightgown, I thought that's just her pajamas put my feet on the coffee table. So she put her feet on top of mine. And all I could think of was, Oh no, she wants her feet there. Maybe I should move mine. When she moved closer, I figured the couch was uncomfortable where she was. When I finally said, 
okay, it's super late. I better go to bed. She said, it's not that late and put her hand on my leg. I smiled and went to bed. Six years later, I actually did hook up with her. She laughed at how clueless I was that night. Blah, blah, blah. There's nothing else interesting there. Okay. First off, it's much hard. I mean, men have to negotiate this with... Oh, there goes our first military aircraft overhead. Uh, like, men have to deal with this constantly. Like, they always have to be the aggressor. And they have to be the aggressor in a context where... Uh, people are really sensitive to men being aggressive increasingly in sort of the modern age. Right. And so I don't really have that much sympathy for women who complain about this. Isn't, I mean, isn't her, isn't the real fear? I like, okay, there's a chance that he would reject. There's things that he could be gay. He could be in a relationship so that he would reject her. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those things would happen kind of quickly. Yeah. What's the downside risk here? I think the downside risk is that, so let's say, let's say that she decides to proceed by, uh, well, like I one time uh, went to the bath. I was at a bar uh -huh. with a few friends and one of them was this uh, young lady. And I went to the bathroom. She followed me into the bathroom and proceeded to initiate oral <laughs> sex on me. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's really aggressive, right? Yes. Now, the problem with that behavior is that the guy is highly likely to be receptive to it. This was a little tricky because it was at a bar, but we don't have to get into the specifics yeah. of this. But like, yeah. but the problem is she could get her feelings hurt then because he's going to likely say, yes, I will accept the blow from you. But that doesn't mean anything about their relationship status. And so she's not actually getting what she wants. And so it would mess up their relationship in the sense that uh, she would then be sad about what happened and he would have to navigate that and so forth. Right? Should a woman never initiate then like does it does a woman being isn't that what yeah super available okay I, I, okay sorry i'm getting ahead of myself here all right let me finish the initial question does a woman being super available make it less likely that the person she's being available to will see them as a serious partner no i don't think that's right it's not that it's that it's that it just doesn't give you any her any information like yeah. he he's going to say yes most likely unless he's gay or in a yeah. relationship. Yeah, like yeah, there are yeah. things where he would say no or like if it's very uh, not a good situation mm -hmm. uh, for for whatever reason. But he's probably going to say yes. Um, but yeah, she just doesn't get that information, and so she's and so yeah. This is I think this is fundamentally why women don't initiate because it's actually quite risky for them to do that. Uh, yeah. I think there are situations with men who are prohibitively shy where yeah i don't know okay well fine what's the flip side is there a situation is there a situation where women shouldn't initiate where they should not should not well, my argument like let's say they have let's say they have the house for a guy they don't know if he likes her or not this is hard to imagine but yeah let's say she can't tell if he likes her like i think the problem where the guy can't tell if the girl likes him that's super common but the opposite is sort of like the null set. But to the extent that situation emerges where the woman is unsure if the man is into her. I think they're limited. They're limited. I mean, so I can give another example from my experience. The first girl that I had sex with in high yeah. school. Yeah. Uh, 
so I, yeah, I mean, I never had sex with a girl before. I like had very limited, I'd like kissed some. I understand. Yeah. Right. But there was very little, she was more experienced than me. And she, I mean, in retrospect, she threw herself at me, but even in that situation, throwing herself at me just was kind of like cuddling behaviors yeah. and sort and of waiting for me to take it from there. Right. Well, I mean, I, maybe you had a similar experience in high school. I didn't. I took it from there slower than in retrospect I should have because it should have been obvious to me what was happening, but I was not sure because it was so unusual in my life. I'd never had that happen yeah. before, so I was unclear. But I think that's basically as far as women typically would go and should go. And then and part of that is I think they're trying to retain like the emotional upper hand that they can still stop things and have some conversation or something because they want to, they're not actually looking just to get laid right then typically. Right. Uh, they might be looking to be laid right then, but they're not looking to just have a one-night stand. I think women generally are not that excited about one-night stands. Yeah. Yeah, of course, if they're just looking for sex, they should just initiate it until someone says yes, which will take a sample size of one. That's right. But the, in this <laughs> or 1.1 on average or something. This questioner is actually not. That's not what no, you're I know. to do. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, and, and that doesn't happen that often. And when it does happen, the woman is reliably going to do her one night stand with like some sort of Chad. Yeah. Like it's not, it's whoever's listening to this, it's not going to be you. Most yeah. likely. It's the guy, it's that guy, you know, who's out fucking right now. while you're listening to a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. He doesn't need advice. I wonder right. if anybody listens to this podcast while they fuck. You never know. I don't know. Probably not. I don't think this is that kind of material. Okay. This person asks, how soon do you wash your dick after sex? My boyfriend rushes. My boyfriend washes his dick immediately after sex, and he was surprised when I told him some men don't. When I say immediately, I mean within 60 seconds. Please be honest, just curious what is typical. So I was thinking about this, and I've long been aware that the medical advice for women is to clean up after sex to avoid UTIs. Well, to pee. To pee, yeah. Yeah. Um, That doesn't mean wash their vulva. Sure, while they're in there, they might want to clean up whatever fluids. This escaped. is something you complain if the woman doesn't do it? No. Okay. But, like, hey. Yes, okay, fine. So the medical thing is mostly just peeing. It is just peeing. But I think it's poli- polite. I really have a problem speaking today. I think it's polite to clean up any other. Are you saying if she, if you, you've had a condomless <laughs> encounter and you've ejaculated inside of her, she should push out the semen? To the extent possible into the toilet or something? No. Or in, well, let's no. just say toilet. I just mean, you know, like in and around her vulva, there's going to be some like semen and some of her own fluid. Yeah. And she might want to take a. Okay, she might. I don't think that's right. Anyway, that's not where I'm going with this. Okay. So, okay. I'm curious is it medically advised for men to clean up after? No, I don't think so. I mean, it gets a little, it could get a little crusty you don't clean it at all but there's no rush i don't think there's a rush i don't think well the uti thing is really not an issue i think because you have a much longer yeah i'm sure somebody's going to write in and say like well men can get utis from sex too but i think it's maybe anal sex very hard anal sex where you're sure pounding slowly pounding a column of feces in your your... no (laughs) yeah that would do it yeah yeah, I don't think men get UTIs from sex very often. No, it's not. Common. I don't know 
anyone who has. Right. And basically every woman I know has. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But in terms of, yeah, cleaning, I mean, this is not a behavior that I, like, it's just not, okay. In my life, I have washed with soap my penis after anal sex. Okay. I've done that. Yeah. After vaginal or oral sex, Mm -hmm. it's not really something I think about. Okay. You might incidentally, but it might happen, but it's not. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would, if there was, yeah, if there was something unusual going on there, but actually normally there's not a whole lot of, uh, anything on my penis requiring, I would notice if there were, I might start itching for some people. Do you think this woman is correct to be offended? She doesn't say she is, but I think she's, I think it's implied. Not really. I think, I think, I don't know why she would care. It's like, do you, I wouldn't care. I feel like I can imagine it being offensive to her because if he's like racing to get her off of him. There's other context needed. Like if he never uh, gave her oral sex, there were other like, okay, aspects. Yeah, well, he's like he clearly grossed out by anything having to do with the vagina. Well, I mean, once you're not horny, it is kind of gross. I mean, it would be, it would be, this would be sort of like if I got offended because a girl that I was having sex with didn't just want me to pull my cock out random times and rub it on her body. I mean, like she's not in the mood and yeah. when the guy's finished with sex, he's definitely not in the mood. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right analogy. There's something about his haste okay. that could be considered offensive, I think. Maybe he thinks it's the same as for a woman needing to pee. He's just misinformed. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, speaking of pee, it's been a while since we had a squirting topic, at least three episodes. Yeah. Uh, All right. This person is a 24-year-old female. She says, I have been dating my girlfriend, 25-year-old female. These are lesbians for about a year. And I'm having trouble getting in the mood because of the squirting. Our sex life was amazing until a month or two ago. I knew she was a squirter our entire relationship, but recently I went down on her and it shot to my mouth. After that, I went from finding it very hot to avoiding sex because of it. For some reason, I haven't been able to shake the thought of it kind of being pee. It's more than kind of. Right. Uh, honestly, the idea that I got piss in my mouth, uh, here she goes, and get pee on me every time we have sex prevents me from finishing, and it's made me not want to have sex. You can feel she doesn't even want to. She knows it's pee, but she's conflicted herself. I've always known there's urine and squirt. I guess getting in my mouth changed my feelings about it. I don't know what to do because I love my girlfriend. I miss having that connection and she's noticed the shift. Her sex drive is like that of a teenage boy and sex is an important part of the relationship for her. She started getting insecure and asking if I'm still attracted to her. How do I work through this mental block? Okay. Do you think women can train themselves to squirt or not squirt? No, I think it has to do with like urinary incontinence and yeah. there are certain activities and specifically like vigorous. Aren't there exercises that old people do to like help? Well, you can do basically Kegel exercises. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. you could, you could improve your, uh, what do you call that? Pelvic floor. Muscles. I mean, I think some women aggressively try to make themselves squirt more. Maybe not. Maybe but I think I'm the way that, that you make yourself squirt more is by, uh, aggressively rubbing your G spot basically. You're like applying pressure somehow to your bladder or something, or you're doing something that's inspiring your bladder to release. I don't think so. I think it's that you're, um, you are, I mean, it's the right word confusing. I'm not sure you're, you're confusing or messing with the muscles that hold the urethra closed. 
I see. They're too nearby the G spot. Yeah. So base. Well, it is. I mean, the G spot is where the urethra runs, yeah. uh, uh, sort of over the 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 interior of the vagina. So basically, if you behind the G spot, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's all kind of intermingled there. Like, so, sure. so the point is, like, if you if you if you stimulate that area, the question is, like, what is keeping the pee from coming out? And it's a little muscle in there, the pubococcal muscle, pubo. <laughs> You could say anything, and if you say it's with the authority, PC muscle. it's the PC I'll muscle. It. It's the same one that men use. It's just that when when you squeeze your when you so yeah, think about it. When you squeeze to stop the flow of urine, right? It's the same musculature that squeezes your anus shut, mm-hmm. right? And yep. it's sort of I'm down. Trying it right now. Yeah. So think about where that is in your body. That's basically like where a woman's vagina would be. Yeah, that's where the muscle is, and so you're and so you're and, and then yeah, like it's like if I rub, you know, some muscle on your body a whole bunch. That muscle won't work as well for a while because I've messed with it. Okay. I don't know exactly why that is, like biologically, but yeah. it's certainly a thing. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you're just you're just doing that. So, could this could this woman, yeah, detrain herself to need such aggressive stimulation and then slowly rebuild? I think once the horses are out of the barn, there it's tough. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if she's not getting vigorous G spot stimulation, and she's um, squirting like that, then I would wonder if, yeah, if there's like a medical thing, because it might, she might have problems. You might have incontinence in other situations. Um, but I mean, they're lesbians. So I'm guessing she hasn't had a kid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That, that would be yeah. having, having a kid can mess with the muscles in that area too. Being older can mess with it. So on and so forth. Do you think you could tolerate a relationship with someone who squirted, you know, two out of three times? You had sex. I have to be honest that I think it would be irritating. It's, which is funny because the, it's like fetishized now. And I think it would actually be really annoying. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's great. Yeah. People. It would actually do. be better. Okay. Let me think about this. Would it be better if it weren't pee? This reminds me of last episode where Eric and I were discussing whether you'd rather consume your own semen from the source or from ice cubes you froze. Uh, let's see. What would I rather have it be some other substance or pee? I think it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think I don't, I don't, favor the idea of having something squirt out of the woman in my, if it just happened, but it's even annoying if it just happens on the bed, like there's no good place for it to go. It makes a mess. Right. And like, it's a fluid. So it like soaks through stuff and it doesn't smell great depending on, you know, their diet and hydration. Right. I mean, it's fucking pee, man. Like, it's, it's not something. Well, that like I don't. I shouldn't be. When I need to pee when I'm sleeping, I get up and use the restroom because I don't. You're saying you don't pee in your mouth? No, or my bed. Or your bed, right? Although you're right. I guess if I didn't feel like getting up, I could just consume my own. That's right. To keep it from getting all over the place. That's right. You could something. have some sort of a condom attached to your penis that then goes into a bottle. It could be a product. Yeah, or I would need a bottle that's larger than 16 ounces, as discussed earlier this episode. Right. Yeah. It is pretty different, though, I think, than, like, male ejaculate in some important way. I'm not sure. Like, maybe the quantity is higher. Um, Squirt? Yeah. Yeah, it's pee. That's how it's different. Well, okay, hang on. If you had to pick between uh, drinking, uh, say, uh, four tablespoons of your own pee or of yeah. your own cum, which would you pick? I don't know. Neither. 
I guess. Okay, but they're both I, bad. It's I, sort of the same. Yeah, the they're both. Yeah, they're both repulsive. Okay, so a woman could reasonably say to you, well, "Wait a minute." I would rather have my own pee on my bed, though. Uh, no, I guess I would rather have my own semen. I, I feel like I, I would pick semen, and the reason why is because I think pee would go through to the. That's right. More that's it, yeah, that, that's exactly practical. the thought I had. Is that like semen is thicker? But like, it's it's worth pointing out that like a woman would say, "Well, wait a minute. You're complaining about." some amount of the substance every single time I give a man oral sex, like I have to deal with this stuff squirting in my mouth. So it's a little, yeah. Know, the fact that it's pee seems to make a huge, and also like I, uh, I had at least one partner in my life who uh, told me that she had to like block out mentally the fact that there was definitely like my penis was also the thing I peed out of. Like that it bothered her when she would give oral sex to me. And so she had to think about it. She had to sort of avoid that. And of course, I did not pee in her mouth. That was a different partner I did that with. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah. And actually, I mean, like, you could imagine yourself having to block it out a little because when you're giving oral sex to a woman, it's her urethra is like right there. It's not like you're avoiding her pee. So there is pee yeah. involved in sex. There is, but there's a difference between trace amounts and Agreed. a gusher. <laughs> um, man, this is a good time. So, yeah, I have two more topics I want to talk talk about today. One of them's a little bit more sensitive than the other, and the other one's more amusing. I guess I'll do the sensitive one first. All right. This person says, I came for the food, not the sex. A few nights ago, I, 28-year-old male, was at my friend's house for dinner. A few other friends were there as well, all guys, all in the same age group. Toward the end of the evening, my friend said he had another surprise for us. The first surprise was that he finally paid off his student loan, hence the dinner celebration. Why would anyone pay off their student loan? Especially when the Biden administration is paying it off for you. Right. What an idiot. They actually, I think part of I the I think deal... it's going to be declared. I think it's not going to go through. Oh, it hasn't happened yet? The no. money hasn't flowed? No. Because no. you think it'll and, be... Yeah, I've read a couple articles that suggest that it's um, the way that they're uh, claiming to do it is by some sort of, for some sort of COVID reason. Got it. But they didn't provide any reasoning for why this is COVID related. And it will fairly easily get struck down in courts, okay. which, and then there's like a cynical view that maybe Biden did this just to, for PR. Yeah. Just for this election cycle. And then the next election cycle, he can run against the courts that struck it down. He has to survive to the next election cycle first. So, yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's not what this is about. Okay. Uh, the first surprise was that he finally paid off the student loan, hence the dinner celebration. The second surprise was one that none of us anticipated. My friend hired two sex workers to serve us dessert. Sex workers were literally wearing nothing but aprons. Okay. Despite the initial awkwardness of not knowing how to react to random naked women appearing out of nowhere, the guys quickly adapted to the situation and enjoyed themselves. My friend encouraged us to do more than just look if we want because he paid for the, quote, full experience. I didn't feel comfortable in that, in that environment, so I decided to go to the bathroom and gather my thoughts. When I got out of the bathroom, I made a beeline for the balcony and chilled outside. This guy sounds like he's wealthy. Balcony. And a bathroom. And a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't use a chamber pot. <laughs> Hiring sex workers. And then he says, if I wasn't such a coward, I would have walked out the front door and gone home, but I didn't want the guys to see me leave. I could see into the living room from the balcony, and based on what I saw, the sexual energy between the guys and the girls was accelerating. My friend eventually approached me on the balcony and asked if I was going to spend the entire night hiding. I said the group sex thing was not for me, and that it was time I went home. My friend said it was unnatural for a guy my age to walk away from two hot girls who were more than willing to fuck me silly. I said I liked my sex with an emotional connection. My friend rolled his eyes and said that meaningless sex could be fun too. 
Two of us went back and forth until I got tired of debating and agreed to at least receive a blowjob from one of the girls. Okay. How magnanimous. When I entered the living room with my friend, I was shocked to see the guys having sex already. I wasn't even gone for that long. My friends are not bad looking guys, but I saw parts of them I cannot unsee for the rest of my fucking life. I changed my mind about blow j- about the blowjob and decided to go home. I'm all about being sex positive and kinky, but unexpected sex with friends after dinner is not something I ever planned on doing. All right, we're going to come back to that. Anyway, it's been days since that night, and my friends are all distant towards me now. I can't stop talking about their experiences in our group chat. Probably it's uh, iPhones, so blue check marks. Yes. And sharing very intimate photos and video clips. So definitely iPhone then, because if you go, if you go iPhone to Android with video clips, they get compressed. That's too bad. Uh, I wonder if the women knew they were being recorded. Uh, I've been doing my best to take part of the conversations, but it's clear that I'm the outsider because none of them respond to anything I had in the group chat. I feel like I made a mistake not joining them the other night. Did my friend have a point when he said that any guy my age would have had sex with those girls? Did I fuck up? How old was he? He's a 28-year-old male. Okay. I think that uh, I think that it's reasonable to not want to see your friends having orgasms, mm-hmm. your male friends. I think yes. that's reasonable, and I think it'd be reasonable to be like, why, why are you guys so eagerly participating? Well, yeah, I mean, seeing each other, like that's, yeah, so there's a little bit of weirdness there. There's only two sex workers, so that means there's only six orifices that you yeah. can have before you'd be finished. Yeah. So you'd he have says to... a few other friends were there as right. well. So there's only six possible uh, penetrations before there could be some double dipping issues. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. I would say that I think it, uh, I would either probably do what this guy did or I would watch just out of curiosity. <laughs> but I don't know if I would want to see friends. The friends thing is what makes it. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I definitely would not want to participate in this. If I somehow did want to participate in it. I think if I could take a blow and be first. Yeah. Blow would be better because low, low STI risk. Don't know if there'd be a condom involved. That would matter a little. Yeah. But I think in that situation. Oh, sorry. And it would be important to me that the other that I was not be watched by any men. I don't want other men to watch me do that either. It's yeah. Not, I don't know why they want to watch and I don't want that. It reminds well, me you of, just yeah. said that you may have watched. If it was not somebody I knew, sorry. Uh, if it was random I guys. See, I see, I see, Right. Then I'd knowing, much watch then the knowing them is sex. what makes it weird. Like, I don't want to yeah. have that memory etched into it's my It's not brain. just knowing them that makes it weird. Like, in the situation, only a few times in my life, but I have had situations where I was close to, I've never been in direct interaction with a man with an erection, yeah. but I've been sort of near one. And I have seen uh, people having sex live. Mm-hmm. And the man's body is a little threatening. Yeah. I mean, he could, like, it's like, look, like, he could come over to and put thing, that thing in your body next. Right. And so <laughs> there's a little bit of fear. <laughs> you know, yeah. Depends on how big he is and what if I think I can take him or whatever. Yeah. It's not my favorite situation. Like, I don't know. If it's, yeah, a woman is totally non-threatening. She has nothing she can stick inside you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I felt a little bad for this guy, badly. I, I don't think that he should feel badly, but that his friends are like this is basically the way it is, and they're not going to, like, come around to his point of view. And they are going to definitely, like, this definitely emasculated him in their eyes. And so... Yeah. If he would have handled it better 
in the moment and be like, ah, guys, I don't want to share with you. Like, this is, this isn't for me. I'm going to take off, have fun. It would have been one thing, but that he sort of like meekly went out to the balcony to mope. It's tricky though. I mean, this is a very like testosterone. It is. Environment. I mean, yeah. Like I, uh, so. I'm not sure I would behave perfectly in this situation either. Like I, yeah. Well, um, perfectly is tricky. What is perfect? I mean, yeah. What if the, what if, what if two of the guys are having sex with each other? The closest analogy I've had here is, um, I've been to strip clubs with friends before. Yeah. And sometimes somebody will like try to buy me a lap dance and I don't really want to lap dance. Lap dances make me feel awkward. But now I'm like in this situation where like the stripper is sort of like, what what's going on here? It's much more awkward if the lap dance has to happen in front of the other guy. That's, that's, yeah, that's part of it. Like I don't. Like if it's, if it's in the, if it's in the champagne room or something and you're by yourself, at least then you could say, oh, well, you know, I'd like to play with your boobs or something. Like there's something you could right. pick some body part and be like, oh, right. you don't have to, you know, you, you could have a conversation or something. But yeah, if it's in front of the other guys then it's, it's basically just making fun of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's sort of an analogous situation. Anyway, yeah, I can understand people wanting to keep sexual stuff private. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. That's, that one's sort of depressing. Um, okay. Uh, this one was written by a woman, and she says, I'm asking women that don't like to give blowjobs, why not? I personally love to give a blowjob, <laughs> but reading another post got me wondering something. For those women who do not like to give blowjobs, why? I'm curious. And famously, uh, I do not, for various reasons. You do not like to give blowjobs. I do not like to give blowjobs. Or I never. Uh, and I don't like to receive either. And we have discussed this on this podcast. This is episode 87, I believe. Probably 82 of them. This has come up. Yes. Um, so if you're interested, you can go back and listen. But I was interested what women who didn't like giving blowjobs, like how they would justify it in their minds. If it's the same as how you adjust. Yeah, and yeah, it's okay. not. Okay. Um, so That's interesting. Here's the first one. Would you want to first say how you justify? You just, you just think it's impossible someone could enjoy that. Yeah, basically. I think it's like so um, imposing. And it's hard for me to imagine that somebody is really enjoying that. I think it's gross. Like, I think penises are gross. Like, there's just various aspects. That, like, it's just hard for me to imagine they enjoy it. And again, we've discussed this a lot. You thought that those ones we were looking. I earlier, understand the counter arguments to what I just. We were said. looking earlier at the top postings of all time on rape my cock or rape my penis on yeah. the subreddit, and you yeah. thought those were. Did you think those were disgusting looking? No. I mean, I only saw that one. Oh, I only showed you. I, I think. I think. Like, I think that if you get. I, a, I, yeah, I mean, some penises are not. Maybe aesthetic. I think. Yeah, I guess I find. Yeah, I find like the aspect of like. Yeah, penetration is. That's the introspect on this a little bit oh for sure it's frightening it's like a, a weapon seeing a penis is not terrifying to me like I, right. that uh, the penis itself is not revolting. i would say a flaccid penis i think always is unattractive like yeah their penis well, they're sort of weird looking it, it, it's yeah. so obvious it's just an organ it's right. weird yeah that's right yeah. but yeah but it's it's weapon-like and sort of frightening so I right okay so what do they say uh okay let's see here uh first one says there are some guys i absolutely love going down on and others that i'm like nah this is literally the only time that size comes into play for me. Give me something I can have fun with, not something I need to tackle. And then somebody clarifies, do you mean bigger or smaller? And she says, definitely smaller. Firstly, I can barely take cleaning my tongue. Cleaning her tongue with her toothbrush, probably. Okay. And top of my mouth when I'm brushing my teeth, let alone a large penis I'd be sucking on. Second, like the others have said, it's more comfortable. 
okay, so this is something something gag reflex, right? Yeah. Uh, this person says, I, I guess it's the pressure of doing it well. I feel like I don't do it good enough, and because of it, I just mess up, like start using teeth or choking. What did Eric say? His college buddies called that one girl Chomper? Yeah, something was like bitey. I think Chomper's right. <laughs> bitey. <laughs> uh, okay, so that so this person's worried about her technique not being good enough. Um, this person says, I do not dislike giving blowjobs. I even enjoy it at the beginning. However, I try so hard to not let my teeth scratch the dick accidentally that I kind of wrap my lips around my teeth and it starts to hurt bad after a couple of minutes. Oh, okay, so she makes like a... She puts her lips A mouth guard her with her yeah. lips. Okay. I think that's pretty normal. Um, and then this person's starting to get close to like something I can relate to. She says, I love pleasing the guy. Just wish she could comb his hair down there a bit more. Otherwise, I go flossing. Comb so, his pubic hair? I think she just doesn't want a full... So you could trim. Yeah. This still isn't, this still isn't getting at what bothers you. I mean, ultimately, the, this is the thing, is that what bothers you is something a man would say bothers them. It's like... It's you're being violated. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, the it's woman, so submissive. The woman has no other choice but to be violated I know, during I, sex. I, we've been through this so many times. Yeah. Like, I agree. I agree. And I, I even agree that I'm like wrong. But, you know, you, you yeah, it's so submissive. Can't, but that's can't what intellectualize like. the heart, Mike. It's that's so, what they like. <laughs> but they want to be submissive. Like I know. It's, it's I know. No, I, I recognize that I'm like denying. Yeah. Something that they want. Yeah. Yeah. Like if a woman was like, no, you can never go down on me. You know what it's I'd analogous to? It's analogous to you. I, I can't remember the specific details here, but like you have a thing where you say, like women will say that you're not forward enough. Yeah. And so there probably are situations where you're, oh, well, you've, you've recounted since you were related situations where you're, say, on the couch with a woman and she's, she's expecting you to fuck her and you don't. Yeah. And she's sort of frustrated by that. And it's sort of the same. It's like they, even if they're not completely in the mood, a lot of times uh, it's, yeah, it's a turn on for a woman. Okay. If they're totally not in the mood and they say, no, that's different. But, but yeah, if, of course, but there's like, there's, there's a range of situations where it's actually kind of alluring to them to be, yeah. I just mean, like for a guy you being seduced is compelling, even if you start out not completely in the mood. Yeah. I mean, this should yeah. come, come as no surprise to, to our <laughs> listeners here, but yeah, like some amount of dominance is generally appreciated by most women. Right. Yeah. Choosing my words it's carefully there. It's confusing for them if you don't. Like, if, that's if right. Like, it's like, what is happening here? Like, right. they're not... Yeah, they don't want... Yeah. I mean, this is part... Like, like I, I think the tip, the typical relationship, the... And I know this varies, and we've interacted with people where it varied a lot, but the typical cadence of sex expected by the man and a woman in a relationship is different with the man typically being higher. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes up the difference between those is some percentage of the time when the guy wants it and the woman does not exactly want it. And that's usually okay with the woman. And that's sort of what's going on. It's like he's sort of, yeah, there are times when you're totally on the same page about wanting it, times when you're yeah. totally on the same page about not wanting it, and then yeah. there's this middle ground. And it's actually like compelling for her because she feels wanted, and she feels like she's like your release valve for your sexual desires and stuff. Right. And that's actually hot to her, even if she's not totally in the mood. Now, obviously, she's totally not interested. That's different. Right. Yeah, I think women, and probably men, people don't mind their bodies being used to give pleasure to a partner that they care about. Well, it's complicated though, because as a man, you're socialized to be super careful about the emotions of, other, of women. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's this empathy that you're trying to have. I mean, I understand like where you're coming from. Yeah. It's just actually, it's, it's sort of mal socialization on some level. Yeah. I think part of why I got this bug in my head is 
yeah, the juxtaposition between the following two thoughts, like women are to be absolutely respected and, you know, considered equals and, um, you know, have equal power and, you know, all this sorts of stuff combined with what is the reality in the bedroom most of the time, which is most women prefer to be on the more submissive side. I think there's some sort of paradox there that doesn't get discussed enough. And we've discussed it plenty, so we don't need to get into it. Have you ever gotten the feedback, for example, with the uh, woman on top oral Mm -hmm. where she's facing your headboard? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever gotten the feedback? Where I'm sorry. Yeah. uh, Someone sitting on my face. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to avoid that particular (laughs) turn of phrase. But have you ever gotten the feedback? Because I have from a Uh woman that like, she, she's fine with doing that and it works for, but it's actually harder for an orgasm when she, and she, it's actually hotter. It's easier for her to get in the mind space of orgasming when she's the passive person. Yes. I think that. And for you, some it's women, like, yeah. I think some women and it's less than half, uh, like being given permission to have some sort of control yeah. by, by sitting on my face. But a lot are like, yeah, they can intellectualize why they should prefer that. Cause they have more control and you know, this and that, but. I think most women prefer receiving oral laying down. Yeah, they want, right. They want to feel more passive. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, I mean, the feedback I've gotten is it's like, it's just harder to come. Right. It's just harder to get there. And you're like, oh, well. Yeah. I mean, you would think it wouldn't be because they have more control in the opposite scenario. Well, for a guy, that's like, yeah, for a guy, it's easy. <laughs> like, I actually think it's for a guy, it's significantly harder to come with the woman on top, which is one of the reasons it irritates me that there's so much porn of that. Because then it's harder for me to find porn. what you're really looking for. Yeah, there's enough porn out there. That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm okay. <sighs> Maybe we can talk. about I mean, we've ticked over an hour here, so we oh, should wrap okay. it up. But there still is room for a disruptive search porn engine. A porn search engine. Yeah, like something. Just like there's room for disruptive. We didn't get to it when I talked to Eric last week, but um, I. Oh, no. I tried the other Oculus Pay porn site, which is Sex Like Real, uh-huh. the one we tried before. So when I say we, Eric and I shared the password. <laughs> First time he paid, I paid this time, and very disappointing. And it's a lot of because because yeah, it's the same. It's the same general issue. Like the porn, it's all the same script, the same set of things happen, and a lot of it is woman on top because it's 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 VR, yeah. so it's difficult for the man to move. Mm-hmm. And it's strange because I just don't think most men get their best orgasms that way. So I don't think men, I think in general, it's actually not what they want. And it goes along with your point about a porn search, an improved porn search. uh, I'll say one other thing about porn. Uh, Just two days ago, you know how at the end of like a 1980s video game, you could get the, um, not the end, but like you could get to the point where you had so many points that maybe you rolled over. Yeah. So you got to like 999,000. You break break the counter. Right. So instead of a million, you have zero. So I had that feeling. I was on Pornhub going through various stuff, and I got to Wifey's World. Do you know what that is? No. It's a porn from like the late 90s or uh. early 2000s that was on there. It's this guy who ejaculates just enormous amounts, and his wife has gigantic tits. Okay. I was like, what? I'm back. That doesn't narrow it down that much. but Well, you can look, people can look it up. Sure. But the point is, like, I, I was like, wow, I, I got, I got, <laughs> I to, got the to the end of porn. Of porn. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a good place to wrap. Uh, that was episode 87. Is that right? 87? Yes. Of your mileage may vary. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at YMNVpod. Uh, and our email address is YMNVpod at gmail.com. If you send us feedback, 
uh, we pay $10 for any feedback. And um, yeah, you can also ask us questions there if you want us to ask them on the air. Well, by default, <laughs> we'll answer them on the air. If you'd like to keep them private, that's okay too. Just let us know. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next, next week on Your Mileage May Vary. And hopefully, I'm speaking better. Je veux et je viens Entre tes reins Je vais et je viens Je me retiens Non